Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 814 now, a weird weather day, 80% chance for storms tonight, but some pretty strong winds in advance of that this afternoon or this evening, highs of 68, and then they're saying maybe 50-mile-an-hour winds coming up from the Gulf, which really I don't think is related to the front that's moving through tomorrow. Sunny, chilly, breezy, highs of 54, 52 for a high, plenty of sunshine Thursday, 56 Friday, plenty of sunshine Saturday, nice. Partly cloudy, highs of 64, then a 70% chance for rain on Sunday with highs of 68. Leslie Harris Esquire joins us now. Is that okay? Is that okay? Yeah. I looked it up. I looked it up, and it said it's a unisex term. I can use it for either male or female attorneys. So Leslie Harris Esquire. Do you know where that came from, Esquire? I, I feel like Knights of the Round Table or something. I don't know. I don't know, but it's weird. Know. How some some attorneys use that term, Esquire. Um, let's talk about your ter- Well, first of all, let's talk about the mayor on, because everybody's wondering about that, the mayor on Face the Nation and a search yeah. for a new police chief. Are you confident that there will be a legitimate national search for a new police chief? I am. Um, we found the search firm, um, and I know there was an announcement by <clears throat> the uh, New Orleans Coalition as well as uh, city council. So I think we found a, a search firm to conduct a search um, and I'm hopeful that um, the interim superintendent puts her name in the hat as well. I think um, I really like her, but I do think we need to have a national search. So I'm confident it's going to happen. Um, hopefully we'll yield some results from it. Um, let's talk about you need to be an attorney to explain what's going on with short, short-term rentals in the city. Um, I guess, Counselor, have at it, maybe explain where, where the legal issues lie and then what's being done and how much of a problem it is. The floor is yours. Uh, thank you. So I guess we'll start at the beginning. Um, short-term rentals, of course, have been in New Orleans for a while. Um, there was a challenge to the Homestead exemption requirement that went all the way to the Federal Fifth Circuit. And the Fifth Circuit struck that down based on the Dormant Commerce Clause, which I'm, um, you know, going back to my law school days, which basically says that you wait can't, to what clause? Um, the Dormant Commerce Clause. Dormant, dormant Commerce, okay. Com- yes, Dormant Commerce Clause, which basically says that you can't discriminate um, across state lines for outsiders who want to do business within the, the state, or in this case, in the city. What that means is that because there was a homestead exemption that would require um, residents to have residential short-term rentals, that requirement has been struck down so that out-of-state people can now um, buy up houses and have residential short-term rentals. Um, Judge Lamel, who is a mentor of mine, frankly, uh, now has the case before him and has set a date of uh, March 31st the council to set new guidelines to comply with the Fifth Circuit's decision. Um, What that means is that 
in my mind, we can't just open the floodgates for short-term rentals and people from out of state coming in to buy a property. So I think we've seen that debacle happen with the proliferation of illegal short-term rentals. Um, and so the CPC, the City Planning Commission of the City of New Orleans, um, has taken up the mantle of studying additional regulations around this. There's a hearing today at 1.30, a public hearing down at City Hall if anybody wants to attend or watch online or submit public comment. Um, once that hearing happens, with public comment, the CPC will make recommendations to the City Council, and then we will have to look at those regulations or recommendations and determine the proper regulation for residential short-term rentals. Man, I'm glad this you're. Not, I'm glad you're an, a, a, a uh, esquire. I really am. How many people on a council are attorneys? Do you know everybody? There, yeah, there are four of us. We're seven. Okay, well, um, you, and that's why you, people criticize attorneys sometimes, but you need them to figure out governmentally what, 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 what are the legal ramifications? What can happen here? What doesn't happen if you do this, et cetera, et cetera. So I want to talk more about the, the on-the-ground uh, aspect of this, if we can, Councilmember Harris, about um, if you want to call it gentrification or how much of a problem is it, and you alluded to this earlier, with out-of-town people coming in, buying up properties, and basically turning them into mini hotels. Is that accurate? Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think where I see it, and I live in Central City, um, what I see are long-term residents who are oftentimes renters being put out of their long-time rentals in favor of short-term renters. Because if they can Um, rent, let me jump in for a second. If they can rent, the business model on this, if they can rent a house for a weekend for $2,000 and and do it even half the month, that's going to be a lot more than they can rent the house for, correct? Correct. Which means, though, however, there are a lot of working-class people in New Orleans who work hard, uh, not looking for a handout, they're just looking for affordable housing that can't afford it, correct? That's correct. And because they are in a situation, they can't afford to live anywhere else and travel in because they just don't have the money. Is that not correct? That's correct. All a right, lot Geron- of people are being pushed, pushed out, um, and transportation, as we know, is rough in New Orleans. All right, Your Honor, I would ask for a recess at this moment. I need five minutes, and then I'll come back, Okay. Okay. I love playing lawyer. I do. All right, Leslie Harris is our guest. Seriously, New Orleans City Council member talking about the problems with short-term rentals and how important it is that people that live here have affordable housing. And I know um, the, the people that live here that, that own the house here think they should be able to do what they want with it, and we'll address that when we return as well. Tim looked it up, by the way, an exchequer in the United uh, a Esquire in the United Kingdom and Esquire historically was has a title of respect according to men of higher social rank, particularly members of the landed gentry above the rank of gentlemen, below the rank of knight. Seems out of date. I was but right. You were right. You sure were. Look at you. <laughs> 821 now. Time for traffic on WWL. 825 and a half. Tommy Tucker, WWL. Quickly back to Councilman Leslie Harris, Esquire, talking about the um, short-term rental law and where it stands and the effects of short-term rentals, it is a, a kind of balancing act, is it not, Leslie? Because you want people to be able to do with their property, what they want with their property, but yet you have to be concerned with the integrity of the neighborhood and you have to be concerned with people that work in New Orleans, the, the service industry, being able to work close to their jobs so they can have the service industry in New Orleans. Am I right? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's a combination of economic development and encouraging economic development, but also taking care of our people and the people who take care of us, mm-hmm. frankly. Um, there, there are way too many people who live sort of in the outlying areas of New Orleans who have to commute one and two hours in to do their jobs or spend half of their paycheck on Uber um, or other means of transportation. And so I think preserving areas that are close to the downtown for affordable housing is critical to making sure that we are taking care of our people. Now, at the same time, I understand that people, there are folks who legitimately have uh, short-term rentals who may live in a house and rent a room or rent a side of their house. And so that's a consideration as well. But what we can't have is a proliferation of -of out-of-state owners coming in and taking over neighborhoods. It would seem like the irony in that is that the people that need to live closest, those are the houses that are most likely to be turned turned into short-term rentals? Yes, that's true. I mean, if we look at the Browns Dairy development, and I'm talking about the side that's closest to Carondelet, Mm -hmm. um, those houses that are going up are commercial short-term rentals, um, but they are within walking distance of downtown. Now, imagine if those had been developed into affordable housing, then we could have folks who live and work downtown who are able to bike and walk to where they need to go or to the French Quarter. So you mentioned and the, so that's the trick balancing act. Yeah, you mentioned the CPC, and that's the City Planning Commission for people that don't know. So what is the proposal? So they have several proposals, um, including requiring the owner and occupant to be on site. Currently, you don't have to do that. Um, changing the the license to a one-year term. Hang on one second. If I can go slow, um, council member, when you say on-site, that means they have to live there or? Live there, okay. yeah, live right. on-site. Right. So, so if you have a double, you could live on one side or you could live in a house and rent a room. Or, or vacate room. the property if you want to rent it for the weekend or something? <laughs> See, that's where it gets tricky, yeah, right? So right. we that's where we have to dig into what CPC is recommending once we get those recommendations. Um, they're also talking about doing limits per block face. So if you think of a city block, each block has two sides. So on the right-hand side, you would have one. On the left-hand side, you would have one. But how would you determine um, who gets to do that? Again, this is why the <laughs> yeah. council has to dig into right. uh, what CPC is recommending. I mean, we're doing that with parklets now, and it's sort of on a first-come, first-served basis. Mm-hmm. Um, but since people have had license, right, how do you determine who gets the license and who doesn't in an equitable way? Right. And any um, other? Yeah, so some other recommendations are requiring that the owner of the license be a natural person and not an LLC. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means that Leslie Harris can get a SPR license, but LDH LLC can't because that's what we're seeing a lot of out-of-state folks doing. And limiting the amount of short-term rentals that somebody can have. LDH being your middle initial? Yeah. Which stands for? Danielle. All right. I Danielle. Just wondered. I was just wondering. That's all. I'd like to know our guests. Any final thoughts, council member? Uh, no. I would say if you can attend or watch this 130 meeting, I think it's going to be important. I certainly will be tuned in and my staff will, too. And if you have any thoughts, email me at leslie.harris at nola.gov. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Have a good day. Bye-bye. All right, Leslie Harris, New Orleans City Council. Remember, we're going to take a break. We come back, we'll talk to Graham Ryan, president of Lakeview Crime Prevention District, about what residents are seeing in their neighborhood, how frustrated they are. Right now it's time for WWL First News. For that, we go to Ian Ozan. 
Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.